gonna get started instead of <laughs> trying to figure this thing out. Um, it has been quite a while since I've recorded an actual episode. Um and so let's just go for it. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Diaspora Daughter. My name is Moji Induque. I am what I like to call an African flower on American soil. And so wanna thank you all for tuning in today into our podcast where we discuss the life and transitions that we go through as daughters in the diaspora. And today I have someone so dear and special <laughs> to me. Um, funny enough, even though I haven't been recording episodes, uh, you know, talking about my journey and lessons that I've learned along the way, um, I still been having those type of conversations uh, with those who are dear to me, um, those who I have gone through this journey of life and had these epiphanies and um, realizations for, and uh, those are my sisters, you know, my mm -hmm. little cousins. And I have my little mini me here. Abisola. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, sister. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, um, for anyone who does not know, Abby, as we like to call her, is my little sister. Um, I can't even call her little anymore because she's... Big B. <laughs> she's low-key about to be 25 years old. And I'm just like wow <laughs> you're no longer a baby sister you're my younger sister you know um have to bring maturity to what what you are you know um you have evolved as a person as a being and so your title should evolve so that's why and you know that's funny i'm gonna stop this you know before we get to the topic this is one thing that i want to mention I hate it with every grain in my body when people address me as, oh, that's my baby. Oh, my baby cousin. I really dislike it, especially, you know, I mean, and I don't want this to sound like a diss or anything, but it's like a lot of people who say that to me, my life has evolved a lot differently than theirs mm -hmm. in the sense of being married with children you know really walking into my career mm -hmm. and and all of that but just because of age difference it's like oh my baby my baby no I probably have experienced a lot of things in life that these people who are saying this to me haven't experienced yet and you know a lot of that comes from ego on both sides I'm not gonna lie that's 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 a part of life but at the same time um i think i've gotten to the point where i realize that um and i am not going to continue that type of i don't know if i would call it a tradition or culture mm -hmm. simply because other people do it I don't like it done to me, so I don't do it to other people, which is the reason why I am transitioning from my baby sister mm -hmm. to my 
I went from my baby sister to my little sister to my younger sister. And the younger mm-hmm. sister is just where it should be because that is that is factual. Mm-hmm. Calling you a baby sister, you're not a baby anymore. Calling mm-hmm. you my little sister, you're not little anymore. Mm-hmm. You're a grown woman. You about to be <laughs> off of my like after 26 you can't even be on your parents insurance anymore so it's just like <laughs> you're grown you know what i'm saying yeah um but yeah so you know abby and i and a lot of my younger cousins we've been having a lot of conversations about life and and um the cycles of life that i you know in particular have gone through mm-hmm. and any like light I can shed on them. So, you know, um, that's where we want to, that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, so Abby, I'm going to let you introduce the topic in a sense. Okay. Okay. So we're going to just jump back into a conversation that we actually had um, about last week with one of our cousins um, and basically just talking about how we felt as though our parents could have like stunted our growth a little bit by just sugarcoating things and not being open about like the real world and you know having to experience some things ourselves and you know our sister here as well experiencing things so that we didn't have to so i'm thankful for my sister so much but uh we still need to talk about the fact of how you know they didn't open up to us and you know let us know like hey this is reality and this is really what's out there and just you know making us a little naive to Mm -hmm. the real world and what's really going on so yeah. yeah which you know it's a conversation that a lot of people in my peer group mm-hmm. were having, um, and I think it's a topic that burdens a lot of our demographic of women. Demographic meaning black, foreign, and women. Mm-hmm. I can't even say individuals because guys are com- treated completely different than we are. So, um... I don't know, where do you want to start the conversation? Uh, work, marriage, children, <laughs> taking care of a house. Work. I don't know. What, what, what is something that, within that topic, mm-hmm. what has been on your mind? Where in your life See, do you See, I don't want to say like, too much. And then they're like, oh, like, hold on. I mean, <laughs> you can talk about it as a topic that without name dropping or, or you know, casting light on anyone. Um, I would say just I guess being more independent instead of like relying on a man to be the provider mm-hmm. um, and like seeking I guess their approval mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. um, and um, you know what's funny that yes definitely something I can talk about um, 
but I do want us to rephrase the seeking men's approval mm-hmm. because I don't think that's the issue mm-hmm. with our with um, Africans, foreigners. It is seeking the community's approval that is the problem. Um, a lot of our mothers, aunts, and you know those in that that category. A lot of them. I hope y'all can't hear my baby in the background. She is <laughs> going off downstairs. She got some tea talking about but, food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got some tea talking about food. But um, the one thing that plagues our that plagues women in our community is what will people say? Mm-hmm. What will people say? What will people think? And that has never been in my rule book. And I think you can attest to that. Mm-hmm. From, I would say, from the moment I was in college. Nah, even before college. I remember, backstory, um, I was in high school. I think I was like six. And I wanted a job. I wanted a job. I wanted to make my own money. Um, particularly because I didn't like people holding money over my head. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know if this came from growing up in the States and then also my friend group. Like, I didn't, I wasn't surrounded by just African friends. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to see how different people operated. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted a job because I didn't want nobody holding my phone bill over my head because I didn't do something that they didn't want me to do or, you know, what they wanted me to do or, you know, anything like that. And on top of that, I, I sought independence very early. Um, and compared to like your typical teenager so um, I wanted a job and daddy was like nah <laughs> fix your boots what do you need for? fix your boots and I, I don't want to I don't want to relate this to like astrology or anything like that but I'm just somebody who is just like, that doesn't make sense to me. I can still be successful in school and still, you know, like, I don't have mm-hmm. to do, one, I'm not in a position where I have to do one or the other. Yeah. I can do both. And so I, you know, fortunately enough, mommy was always my advocate. So I did it anyway. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to still keep my grades up to prove to you that I can mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. both. And That's the problem with mom brain. You start and you see that's another reason why I haven't been recording because mom brain will t- change gears. I <laughs> advise everyone now when y'all talking or thinking of something, put it in your notes mm-hmm. <laughs> because once you start to have kids, your brain cells like diminish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started to seek independence early, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, once I started to actually, you know what? What was the question again? So I guess I guess where you were going is basically starting to get your independence early, so you wouldn't have to rely on anybody, not exactly. even just the man. Exactly. Just, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So and it was yeah. So for me, it wasn't even the fact of you know, oh, I don't want to rely on my father. Mm -hmm. It was just like I don't want to rely on nobody. nobody. So I rather do this myself. And I was fortunate enough to go through the season of life where I saw a lot of women doing their own thing, owning stores. Mm -hmm you know nurses like a lot of my friends their moms were like nurses Mm -hmm. our mother had you know a fashion store that I I used to frequent um you know my best friend at the time Mm -hmm. her mother was a social worker so it's like I saw a lot of independent women so Mm -hmm. I knew I could do it too yeah and I think that is an important thing to mention because you never know what you're capable of if you don't see it around you and I believe that is the reason well one of the reasons a lot of women just kind of stay with status quo because they don't see anything different and if you don't see anything different you don't know that different is even possible Mm -hmm. And that will be my first advice to, like, anyone listening to this podcast. Explore people outside of your community. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that helped me a lot, even from, um, you know, I used to be mad at my god sister, Bola. <laughs> I used to be so mad at her because when I started at PG, um, I had planned to go to PG Community College for two years. So I could stack up some money and mm-hmm. then transition to, Cute. and then transition to um, a four year college. Mm-hmm. But after my first year, she was talking to my dad, telling, "Ah, uncle is a trap. Don't let her stay there." First of all, I don't like nobody telling me what to do. So that was the, that was the first <laughs> issue of me. What do you mean? Don't he's not paying my school fees? I'm paying my school fees like that. I, it was a big. But I'm actually so grateful. You know, mm-hmm. and I've never told her this. Hopefully, she listens to this podcast. And she, maybe one day I'll tell Asha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm actually grateful that she did that mm-hmm. because leaving PG and going to I had always wanted to go to UMBC, which mm-hmm. is the reason why um, I went to PG. I got into schools. I got into Howard. Um, I don't even remember where else I applied, Shaw. Um, I remember the Howard one specifically for a particular reason, <laughs> you know that one, but, um, I got into other schools, mm-hmm. but that, that, I knew that wasn't where I was destined to be. UMBC, like, the minute I stepped on UMBC's campus, I went there with Temi Lola, we skipped class one day, and she was like, oh, my sister goes to UMBC, let's go, you know, being, <laughs> being, you know, <laughs> being teenagers, um, with a little bit of freedom, um. And the minute I stepped on campus, I'm like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, that was innate. And I believe that comes from, I've always been like a thinker and in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. Listen to your gut and all things. Your gut is your spirit and it's not going to lead you astray. Even if it counters what other people are thinking. You know, mm-hmm. my gut countered a lot of what my age group was doing a lot of what my siblings were doing a lot of what my cousins like but it led me to where I am now like when everybody was you know doing certain things my gut was just like nah sis you can't do that I wanted to it's not like I didn't want to Mm -hmm. I wanted to 
but something in me was like, you know, focus, prioritize your time yeah. because it's going to come in handy later on. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole nother story. So, um, yeah. Man, I've gone on so <laughs> many tangents. And <laughs> this is how the conversations typically are with mm-hmm. me and my sister, y'all. So that's why we're just like, you know what? Let's put the microphone in front of us and let's talk. But, um,. Yeah, so going to UMBC had, I mean, granted, I still clung to those I was familiar with, like Godwin was there, you know, Adela was there, me and Timmy Lola um, transferred at the same time, so I did have a community there, mm-hmm. but that community, that they exposed me to another community where, you know, that's where I met Ashley, that's why I became closer with some friends that I had in high school that I wasn't that close with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, like, propelled me, mm-hmm. in a sense, yeah. because the friends I had now, are they were studious. They already had, you know, not saying they knew every step that they were going to take, but they had a, a picture of what, their li- what they wanted their life to look like. Mm-hmm. And it made me actually do that work as well and um that honestly was like the the catalyst for me like mm-hmm. that was the the transitioning moment because yeah. I'm like dog like first of all the ones that I knew in high school that I weren't that close with when I saw them in in college and I saw what they had already accomplished I was like hold on if they can do it, I can, can do it. Too, yeah. Probably not to the extent because they've been afforded different opportunities mm-hmm. and, you know, they've had a little more guidance, but it doesn't take away that it's not too late for me, you know, and it's never too late for anybody. Yeah. I feel like you can make an identity switch at any point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that exposure really, like, changed gears for me and... I slowly, slowly, slowly but surely started to mature. Let me, let me, let me use a different word. Evolve mm-hmm. into a different woman or a different being, and that is what helped me. So going back to that point, I remember now. You broaden your horizons when it comes to people. Be okay with meeting new people. Be okay yeah. with doing things that you're not that you don't do often yeah that's what I'm learning now mm -hmm. to like do things that make me a little uncomfortable that's what's gonna take you to go a little higher exactly exactly and if it piques your interest go for it Mm -hmm. even if you've never done it before even if you don't nobody know anybody in the space I don't know anybody who went to a a four-year college like UMBC I mean my brother went to you know our, our brothers had gone to Bowie and UM, but we weren't having conversations like that. And on top of that, they're males. So their approach and way of life is very different from mine. You know, what their end goal is was very different from mine. So it's like they weren't the ideal um, references for me. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of this was just like me walking into the woods, but I knew, all right, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's a bit uncomfortable because I feel like a lot of these people are smarter than me. A lot of these people have more money mm-hmm. than I do. A lot of these people have more support and guidance than I do. But 
this is where I'm supposed to be. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And having that type of mindset really helped me to grow as an individual, to grow, you know, when it came to what I wanted my career path to be, even to grow when it comes to like what my what I saw my value as. Yeah. Like I I couldn't see myself doing certain things because I'm like, no, I'm more valuable than that. I've I've put work into myself to afford myself more opportunities. Um, and, and that all stemmed from just that first initial thought of I'm a, I'm a go a different route, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, shout out to Bola for <laughs> you know pushing <laughs> me to go to UNBC a year earlier than I had planned to, which actually worked in my benefit because if I would have never gone to UNBC um, second year, my sophomore year. I would have never been like where I was junior year, like with ASA and the friend groups that I had, and mm-hmm. I would have never met Andrew. Yeah, you know. So, all right. Shout my out man, to my man, my man, my <laughs> man. <laughs> um. So yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to her. But um, yes, yeah, so I think that's the first issue that that is the cause of that. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know I really have to think on how what what thoughts come to your mind no I feel everything that you're saying especially with the like surrounding yourself with like-minded people or people that you want to embody or like you mm-hmm. know want see yourself yes mm-hmm. as so that's where I'm actually I'm at in my life right now mm-hmm. like I've made a few steps to try and surround myself by some of those people but I get, like, a little intimidated or just, I will say scared because, like you said about yourself, like, you don't feel, I don't want to say, like, smart enough or, like, no, you I don't can know. Say just it because you know, that's how I feel. Or even when enough, I, like, my you know, first semester at UMBC, mm-hmm. your girl was on academic probation. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, <laughs> like, no. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got to learn how to approach school differently. Yeah. Because up from elementary school to PG, I never really had to study yeah. a lot. And the work wasn't an intense enough for me to ever feel. Okay. Like, I was able to just get by. Yeah. I never had to really invest in myself. But then when I got into UMBC, and I used to see the way my girlfriends were studying and stuff, I mean, I would be with them. Am I actually doing work? No. But once I saw that, that was the first time I saw, like, a below average grade point for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, like, this isn't this isn't me. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. So I started to look at what they're doing. Yeah, we're, we're in different, you know, uh, majors and stuff like that. But you are like the people you surround yourself with. You start to embody them. So yeah. I started to actually study when we're going to the library. I'm not just talking and being a jokester and being, you know, everybody <laughs> knows me as the playful, funny emoji, you know, but I actually started to do work and mm-hmm. actually started to learn from them. Um, and and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. if, even if, and that's something that I want you to realize is it's never going to go away. Yeah. 
the more you evolve, there's something you have to learn in that new space. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because that just means you're pushing yourself to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And the job that I have now, first of all, I'm, well, I used to be the only black woman in this role. There's another one now. But she has well beyond my years of experience. Mm -hmm. Within the company, even. You know? And so we're at a different, you know, we're in a different playground. And there's a lot of times in my current role where I get stumped. I don't talk like them. I use AAV in my head a lot. And I don't use a lot of the lingo that they use with certain um, analogies or little like funny terms Mm -hmm. that people who grow up in more well-off environments will be aware of. Yeah. Like (laughs) I was, I, I had a presentation and I said something along the lines of like, there's something, there's, there's a saying that people use when they're talking about weight and it's like, or not waste, but it's throwing um, spaghetti to the wall and seeing what sticks. So what that's supposed to mean is if you're trying anything and everything to see what best fits you. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to use that, and I said throwing pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks. Because of how I've grown up, that makes sense to me. Pasta, spaghetti, same thing. (laughs) One of my coworkers was like, Moji, I think what you mean to say is spaghetti. She was like, I was thinking about, uh, when you said that, I thought about, um, what was the type of rigatoni being thrown to the wall, and it was kind of hilarious. What? I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. As an African, maybe maybe it's not even an African thing. Maybe it's just my environment. We think pasta is pasta. Mm-hmm. But no, rigatoni, pene, yeah. spaghetti, linguine. Elbows. Macaroni. Uh, <laughs> so... I'm like, okay. Mm. And I said that to 12 people <laughs> already. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Yeah. But I just learned something new. And when I, if I'm to use that again, I know the right, the correct way to use it. Yeah. Sometimes we have to go through, th- and the thing is, a lot of issues, the issue that a lot of people have is that they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of trial and error. We just expect that we should get to a place and already be top level, mm-hmm. already be an expert in that department. And that's not how life works. Yeah. You learn along the journey and every step of the journey that you have to be okay with failing forward. You have to be okay with error mm-hmm. because that is when correction comes into place. And then you can use that correction in the next place. I, I think we assume that if we fail or if we, or if we, you know, encounter error in any aspect of life, that's where life stops. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get better for us. No, that's not, um, that's not what God's plan is for us. Yeah. God's plan is for us to always do better and succeed. It's you know, crazy that you say that. Um, I don't know if you've seen this post on Instagram where it'll be like, um, people will be like, oh, me praying to God, like, not to put me on his toughest soldier mm-hmm. list. And I'm like, I I was one of the people that has reposted, reposted that, and I had to sit down and think. I'm like, wait, 
people who are saying this, you're saying this, you're stunting your growth. You're not. You're gonna yeah. be very complacent you're at where you're at. And you're not gonna grow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're supposed to go through these things to go to the next level. So if you don't want to go through it, then okay, stay there where you're at. But mm-hmm. me, I want to go to the next level. Yeah. So I'm calling God. Put me on the list. I like all of these lessons are literally just. They're used taking you to your highest and, self. And how, They're taking yeah. you to the destiny that you exactly. are supposed to get to. Yeah. And, and and that goes into perception. You know, we perceive that as being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, going through these battles and stuff like that. Nah, change your perception. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that I've encountered in this life. Like, I thought about it. Um, the years that... I didn't have a direct hire position. You know, I was working on my nonprofit. I was working with the different hospitals in Nigeria and stuff like that, thinking that, oh, I got to figure it out. You know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur from now on. There was still a lot I needed to learn. And so I was like, I got to go back to a direct hire position Mm -hmm. because, yes, I know what I'm capable of. And Mm -hmm. I I understand, you know, I understand the market that I'm in and ways to help you know and what my passion is but it's Mm -hmm. funny there was a time um, I was uh, with Andrew's aunt and I was talking to her about all my plans you know working with hospitals back home and 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 plans for you know the evolution of the Nigerian healthcare system and all these things she said Moji you got to work for a company to know how to run a company. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, it has never left my ears. Mm-hmm. Because I had worked in a commercial setting, I had worked in, you know, all these various roles, but not close enough to the level that I would want to embody mm-hmm. when I do it on my own. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if I would have never heard that, I would have constantly been going through a lot of trial and error rather than just taking a step back and say, okay, maybe I need to reposition myself, learn a couple more things, meet a couple more people, mm-hmm. surround myself in certain environments that would be beneficial for me, and then when I'm ready to step back into it, I have a little more in my Rolodex. Yeah. I have a little more. In my, I, I don't know if you Rolodex. know what a Rolodex is. Yeah, because that was before your time. <laughs> That's why I A Rolodex is like, it's a system of cards where you just kind of like um it, it's um Rolodex. It's like a wheel of cards mm-hmm. that you put like business cards and write oh, people's numbers. Oh, okay, in. yes, like, I remember yeah, what that so. is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know um, what that was called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know when she said that, I'm like, all right, let me re- let me get it's my emergency. But, um, yeah, so that, that is what has helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's okay to not feel, you know, there's something that goes around TikTok or Instagram or, you know, social media, period. Um, and, uh, it's a saying that if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. And I live by that. You know, I used to not because I used to be like, no, nah, I want to. I want people to look up to me, just because you're not the smartest people, smartest person in one room, doesn't mean there aren't people in the next room looking up to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to remember. Um, the 
the founder of Topicals, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this. Yeah, she was like, "Look, you have to be, you have to move forward. You have to um, step out there because you're doing, you're not doing it for yourself. You're yeah. doing it for those who are following behind you." Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, Sarah Jake Roberts had said that in in her book, uh, "Woman Evolve," like. We're doing this for generations to come. <clears throat> yeah, so, um... It's a domino effect. <laughs> yeah, it's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. It's a domino effect, but also, like... It helps you. Mm-hmm. It helps you to evolve. It helps you to challenge yourself and to, and to increase your value. Yeah. You know, um... We're in a generation now where people are of the mindset that women are just supposed to cook, clean, and and you know, attend to another person. No, yeah, no. that's not what God created you for. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Nowhere in any religious text does that does it say that. Yeah. Submitting to somebody is not being somebody's slave. Yeah. There's there's submission is subjective subjective to the person who you are with and the person you are with in regards to that being the bone of your bone because a lot of people are with the wrong person Mm -hmm. and that's a whole nother conversation Mm. but um yeah so (sighs) I feel like we've done a lot of talking it's we already 30 minutes in (laughs) actually 40 minutes in um you know this is just the start of this conversation. I feel like we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two takeaways that I would want anyone listening to this to have is one, be okay with changing your surroundings. Like, it's even how I even titled this podcast or start this podcast being an African flower on American soil. Yeah. That's a change of environment. There are a lot of... You can blossom in different areas. You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, you can also wither in different areas. That's a whole nother conversation. But be aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Be aware of where you can blossom and where you will wither. Mm -hmm. And then make a determination of what's right for you, you know, and move forward. Um, So be okay with that. But then also be okay with the difficulty of it, Mm -hmm. you know? it's I, I think I gave this analogy last time we talked it's like training a muscle mm-hmm. when the first time you go to the gym it's gonna hurt yeah it's gonna hurt immediately the next time you go it's gonna hurt in a few days next time you go you know you actually start to enjoy that feeling yeah you start to enjoy that challenge and that is an approach that we should um, use with every aspect of life yeah and, and you know those are the two takeaways when it comes to that conversation um, I feel like the next time we talk maybe we can get into the transition into um, marriage because I think that's yeah. a that's a whole nother conversation as well mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we'll take it from there so we hope you have enjoyed this conversation. I love yes. talking with my sister. It I gets me you. so <laughs> it gets me so amped. Always dropping the gems. <laughs> it gets me so amped, but you know, one thing I tell her and my cousins is that, you know, 
I've been through all of these things in life and I've had a lot of these epiphanies for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy we now it have the platform to, to, you know, Reach out those. bring that out. Yeah. So, I love you. I love you too, sis. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Guide me until